0: Hello there, it's Ian. I'm moving the podcast to a bi-weekly schedule, releasing episodes every other Monday from here into the foreseeable future. I've enjoyed producing weekly content for you all, but with my current schedule, that's not something I can handle anymore. I do hope you stay tuned, because I've got lots of good stuff coming up. And who knows, maybe I'll find I have lots of free time in the coming months. I hear toddlers are very low-maintenance. Sending my love out to you all, thanks for listening to me and coming with me on these little journeys. Stay smart, stay safe, and stay strong. Let's begin. This is the Bird Dad Podcast. I'm Ian Carlson. Ah, the sounds of spring. A brief reprieve in a string of miserable weather sends temperatures soaring into the mid-50s, and a quiet neighborhood comes alive. Everyone is out catching up on neglected yard work, planting vegetables. Someone's using a wood chipper to clear up downed wood in their yard. On the street, a boy is riding his bicycle. He stops at a friend's yard and, from a safe distance of about 20 feet, chats with him about the Mandalorian. A bald eagle floats lazily overhead, one of the many that breed along nearby Merry Meeting Bay. While this idyllic picture of American life under lockdown transpires outside, I am inside inside the rafters of a small detached garage, doing my usual trick of watching and waiting. A fledgling Carolina wren, the last one of its brood, perches on a dusty one-by-four and calls for its parents. As the human world turns outside, this squat little ball of brown fluff with its distinctive eyebrow stripe and its tiny down-curved bill, sits and preens and flaps its wings. It hops from board to board and practices flight. The Carolina wren is a southern bird that has expanded northward into Maine over the past hundred or so years. They're generally thought to have established breeding populations in the state sometime in the 1950s. There is, however, one record of a nest with eggs, from 1893 in the town of Norway. The eggs were confirmed to be that of a Carolina wren by Ora Willis Knight, but their exact provenance is unknown, and no photograph of it exists. In fact, mass-market photography wouldn't exist until about two years later with the advent of the first $5 Kodak pocket camera. But what a find that must have been, if it was indeed a nest and eggs of a Carolina wren. No record of an adult bird is listed, but Ora Willis-Knight was a professor and a pioneering expert on ballistic science who corresponded with President Theodore Roosevelt. He also wrote a 700-page book called The Birds of Maine, and I am loath to doubt him. But here amidst the camping gear and runner sleds and half-abandoned woodworking projects, the last fledgling of an early brood gets its start. Remarkably early, in fact. Most Carolina wrens are not expected to start their breeding season in Maine until mid-May. I estimate this fledgling's parents must have found this garage sometime in late March and had laid eggs by the first week or so in April. It's a good place to be a little bird. There's shelter from the wind and rain. Plus, the garage is quite warm. I'm sweating up in the rafters in my light spring jacket. An adult Carolina wren flaps in through the broken pane and perches on an old metal frame. A juicy brown caterpillar is clasped in its beak. The fledgling's calls change pitch and increase in intensity. The adult immediately spots me and flits into a stack of cardboard boxes. Very wren-like. But after a few seconds, the pleading youngster wins out. The parent flies up and hastily shoves the insect into its child's open maw. Caterpillar deposited, the adult gives a few scolding calls and nervously flits about. It seems to want to encourage the youngster, the last of its brood, to follow it. But the youngster merely flaps its wings feebly and resumes begging for more food and attention. The adult Wren gives me one last look and leaves quickly through the open window. I can't blame them. I don't know what I'd do if I was faced with a potential predator that weighed roughly 3,000 times more than me. If I woke up one morning to find a hungry-looking Statue of Liberty crouched outside my house and her blank gaze suddenly became fixed upon my every move with excitement, I'd probably freak too. Not wanting to disturb this little family scene any more than I already had, I took some quick documentation photos for my state bird atlas and slipped outside. But I left my recorder under where the fledgling was perched, hoping that, with me gone, the parent would be more relaxed. I was not disappointed. Now, I'm not able to tell you exactly what transpired. But we can listen and imagine. It seems someone still needs to work on their landings. And here's the adult returning again, this time much more vocal. Once again, the adult offers some concerned-sounding cries before flying off. Perhaps they want to encourage their last fledgling, the late bloomer, to finally make a go for it in the outside world. But for now, the fledgling seems content to wait. Here, among forgotten things, it sits and chirps. It readies itself for a world it can hear through the broken window, and through the wooden walls. We humans make so much noise, and take up so much space, more perhaps than we need. On a spring day like this, it's easy to think that this world is our own, that the world of humanity ends at the property line, and beyond it, the natural world begins. But here in the hidden spaces, in the margins undisturbed, an industrious wren has crept back in. Perhaps it's just opportunistic, but to me, it serves as a gentle reminder that as big and as noisy as we are, we are never apart from nature. This podcast is written, recorded, and produced by Ian Carlson. Music by Doubletone. You've been great about rating and leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So great, in fact, that I'd like to start sharing some with you. This week, Sabrina mendoza Quispe writes, I've really been enjoying this podcast's short and sweet episodes. They are very relaxing and informative, and perfect to listen to during my late nights with my own newborn. Thanks, Sabrina. I know I'm no substitute for a good night's sleep, but I'm happy to be there for you. Very Wren-like.